0: Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. Joe Johnson works the left side. Into the lane. Jump stops. Now <laughs> just <thousands laughs> and scoop score. You are locked on jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 6th of February. The sports world overcomes. The Jazz fans feel Falcon fans' pain. A six-game stretch that... Well, it's awfully important and a win that had to be had. We'll talk about all those things plus a changing Western Conference playoff race. It's all on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, thank you all for your interaction on the World Wide Web. I always enjoy it. Richard Child sent me a really neat article today. I share articles with you, and if you read something good, I'd love it if you shared them with me. It's the only way we get smarter. So, um, you know, and every now and then they're sports-related. More often than not, right now they're not. That's how I'm spending, unfortunately, a few hours a day uh, reading and trying to see what's going on in the world. And so I certainly appreciate if you do that. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Dan Spence and Jamalto as well as Blue Apron. Get your three meals for free, courtesy of Blue Apron, by using the promo code LOCK, but no E, L-O-C-K, Jazz. Uh, Those are our uh, two uh, sponsors for today's program. Uh, Really appreciate... uh, them really appreciate dan and appreciate the uh, national touch of blue apron as well here on locked on jazz uh so i think i laid out today's show Uh, i want to open up before we do pins across the world i actually just want to do a big picture sports take I, i think it's interesting the world is pushing a little bit away from sports live television is obviously incredibly important right now for the networks and so sports are really important but if we're truly honest about the amount of People paying attention in this world uh, with esports and video games and tablets and everything else—it's dropping a little bit. And sports's role in our society is changing, which is fine. That's that's evolution of and progress, I guess. Uh, but I think it's interesting when you look at this year. I believe strongly that we had the greatest ga- NBA game ever in history: Game Seven of the Cavaliers and Warriors had everything it had a two time mvp and steph curry back to back against lebron james a former mvp who's multiple time mvp who's going for his uh with the wins you know able to put himself as maybe one of the greatest or one of the greatest of all time it had an incredible uh kind of a comeback that seemed improbable. It had a signature moment in the LeBron block of Andre Iguodala and the Kyrie Irving 3. It had a city that had never won before. It had everything. So, that to me, uh, what had happened in June was probably the greatest. NBA single game of all time, and, and coupled with the fact that we almost never have a game seven, and then you think back to March or early April and you say, "Wait, a second, you know that NCA final game between Villanova and North Carolina may have been the greatest NCA final game ever with the shot without some of the names and personalities. it was lacking a little bit, I think in that, but just in a singular game with the Marcus Page shot followed by the Chris Jenkins shot, and so you're like, okay, things are rolling. Then we have the World Series with another three one comeback this time to Cleveland rather than Cleveland pulling it off and the Cubs winning their first title and the drama around it. And uh, you know, I don't know if that goes down as the greatest world series of all time, but certainly has one of the best storylines that the great game of baseball has ever had. Uh, It's history is probably a little harder to put in perspective. It's had a few more game sevens than the NBA has, but it, it sits there. And then we have last night and last night, I think will over time have to be the greatest football game that's ever been played. We have the greatest game of all time, which is the only other overtime game in championship history. This was the only Super Bowl. It has the comeback. It has the signature moment of Julian Edelman and his catch. Uh, It has Tom Brady cementing himself as the greatest to ever play the game. It has uh, so uh, Bill Belichick as the, probably the greatest coach of all time. It, it, it has the deflate gate side story to all of it uh, with the NFL and the suspension and the redemption. It has to be the great scheme. And so what's interesting to me is here in this 12 months in which a time period of society where society is kind of pushing away from the humanistic live event and being dominated by a political cycle simultaneously to esports, sports uh, movies, video games, and the rest, uh, the Internet quick reaction not you know highlight based society uh reaction rather than game society here the games themselves uh become the story and the best and i thought that i think that's just was worth a mention uh before we dug into the show today if you if you didn't mind so well if you minded you've probably left by now all right let's get to our regular show we always start with pins across the world this is where You send me your story and share with us about how it is you became a fan of the NBA or the Jazz fan and what it is um, that, uh, and your story. So we go in and we grab these stories and we listen to them and we hear them and it connects us all. And this is uh, from, uh, let's see, this is from Dennis Quinn. You can put a pin in Sydney, Australia, Been a Jazz fan for over 20 years. Originally, I was a Laker fan, gasp as we'd only heard of Magic, Bird and Jordan, when I was growing up. I first heard of the Jazz when I read a book about Magic, and he mentioned Stockton would shatter his assist record. I immediately read everything I could find about Stockton and the Jazz, and have been a devoted fan ever since. It was really hard early on to catch Jazz games on TV or buy Jazz gear, but I think having to work for so hard internally, or initially, is a big reason why I became such a passionate fan. My fondest sports memory was running home after school to watch a recording of Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals and see Stockton hit the shot. Everyone in the street heard me celebrate. During the finals, I smuggled headphones into class to try and get live score updates and had my mom on standby watching for me so I could call it... Uh, so, wait a sec. Live updates and I had my mo- mom mum On standby, watching for me so I could call if necessary. Oh, I get it. Uh, I've always loved the Jazz because of their commitment to working hard, never giving up and playing the game the right way. These traits have been evident from Jerry, John, and Carl, right through to Quinn and our current team. There's something I'm so proud of. Look forward to getting to Salt Lake sometime. Hopefully, while Joe and Dante are still playing, so I can have a wave my Australian flag while I'm there. Thanks so much for the podcast and giving me the daily fix. Dennis Quinn in Sydney, Australia, is our pin across the world. Share yours, DLock09 at gmail.com. DLock at own 09 at gmail.com. Uh, I do think, I did have the feeling last night as I left, uh, Matt Harpering was nice enough to have us all over some of the neighborhood uh, as well. I, I did have this uh, feeling last night that, as I left, that there's a parallel between what the Falcons fans are, gonna, are experiencing and what jazz fans experienced. Uh, and in that sense, what I mean by that is, you know, I think we're similar kind of, we're not major sports towns. You know, we love and passionately believe in our jazz, which is not a major city. Atlanta Atlanta's certainly a major city. Um but I don't think you think – when you think of great sports towns, you think of Philly and you probably think of Dallas a little bit with the Cowboys and you think of Boston and you think of you know various other major cities in America. You probably don't think of Atlanta or Utah or Salt Lake. Uh, and so that's part of it. And really what happened last night was they ran into the greatest of all time, which is – Exactly what happened to the Jazz. Frankly, you know, you have a championship-caliber team. You have an MVP in Matt Ryan. You have an MVP in Carl Malone. You have a Julio Jones, and you have a John Stockton. You have all the pieces that you need to win the championship, and you just and you think you have it. And the Jazz have Carl Malone with the ball in the left block, ahead by one. 30-whatever seconds left in the game, leaving less. All he's got to do is score, get fouled, go to the line, make some free throws. Stockton's turned it over a possession or two earlier. Like, you just have to make the play. You have to make one play. The Jazz made one play in the 98 finals. They win game six. Pippen's injured. They I think they win game seven. The Falcons need to make one play for about an eight-minute span. I mean, that's – and yet, somehow, if you leave that door – the slightest bit open to the greatest of all time. Uh, Michael Jordan comes down the de- backside and steals it from Carl Malone, and Tom Brady just makes another play along the way, and it uh, it takes, you know, I'd have to go back, and I bet you we could find the Jazz game, that there's some play that uh, the comparable to whoever got the strip sack of Matt Ryan was, that, you know, there's some moment in that game six, that if we go back and watch in the fourth quarter, probably with about six minutes left where the Jazz are in control and, and you know, there's some play, some some steal, some block, some random three. I'd have to you know torture myself and go back and watch it. But it's the equivalent of the stick, the of the strip sack that opens up the possibilities of these things taking place. And and once you do that uh, to the greatest uh, of all time, you you lose. And that's what Tom Brady did last night. It's frankly what Michael Jordan did. Right. Uh, The and that's that to me is kind of the lesson of this game. And that's where I feel a kind of a camaraderie. I don't think I'm going to try to tell them that others have been there. And uh, this is a even just walking around this morning, went to coffee with Igor Krakashkov. And, you know, the how you doing this, everyone's asking everybody how you doing this morning, what you're feeling. Uh, So it's you can tell this place is is shell shocked as it should be uh here in Atlanta but that's um you know that's it I was trying to find a play-by-play of that game uh there's only you know it's funny I said a three there were the Bulls only hit four threes in that game they only took 10 the Jazz only hit two threes in that entire game they only took 10 as well how funny how different a world Stockton went one of four Chris Morris o of one Brian Russell o of two Jeff Hornacek one of three uh, in Game Six, the Bulls were four of ten. Jordan actually hit three of seven threes. He was never a big three-point shooter. Tony Kukoc went one of two. Ron Harper took one. Steve Kerr played twenty-four minutes and didn't get a shot in Game Six. I'm just looking back at it right now. What are the chances of that? Uh, it's funny the that the pace of play in that Game 6 of the NBA Finals, was 76 possessions. The Jazz play 93 right now as the slowest-paced team in the NBA. And that we played that Game 6 of the NBA Finals was a 76-possession game. Oh my gosh, going back to watch it, it must, it must have been awful. Such a different style, you wonder. It is on YouTube, you can watch. Uh, there's an entire hour and 32 minutes you can torture yourself today. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Jamalto. Dan Spence and G- is our local sales uh, manager in Utah and any of the surrounding areas for Gemalto. Uh, you can reach Dan at 801-540-3024. Gemalto is the global leader in digital security, bringing trust to you in a world where you've got to protect your data because data is the new gold. They're after the gold, so you've got to encrypt your important data you've got to store and manage those keys and then you've got to have controller user access to get those keys Jamalto has the as researched it looked into it and have a better mechanism more economically viable than what most people have been doing over the years what most people have tried to been doing is protect from the breach to happen Jamalto's approach from looking at the data is you can do that forever it's just not working the rate of breaches are way up uh, people are are getting smarter so what we're going to do is prepare you for the breach when it happens protect for the breach. Now the breach has happened. Where is your data? Is your important data encrypted? Sure, they can see the unimportant stuff, but do you have your important, critical data protected? That's what Dan Smets and Jamalto are going to do for you and your company. Call Dan, 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024, dan.spence at gemalto.com. Give Dan a call today, 801-540-3024, or email him at dan.spence at gemalto.com dot com. All right, Jazz, uh, let's go reverse order. We just finished uh, what I thought was a a very key stretch of the season. Uh, It was the 11-game stretch in which the Jazz were going to be favored in probably every single one but the scheduling loss in Denver, where they were playing four games uh, in five nights. And... We came out of it pretty well. It um, started with a win over Cleveland, which we didn't expect. And then we played Detroit, Orlando, Phoenix, Dallas, Indiana, Oklahoma City, Denver, Lakers, Memphis, Milwaukee, Charlotte, and finished that stretch. I'll make sure I have my count right. One, two, I think it was 11. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. We finished that stretch 8 and 3. You could make an argument that 9 and 2 would have been preferable. I don't think the Denver one was really in play. Could have you beat, you know, you lost a two point game to Oklahoma City and a late game to Memphis, where I think you, you know, you got caught on, uh, you got caught with Memphis just on a wrong night in the sense they got screwed the night before. They're veterans. They understood what they had to do. They just keep winning games. Every time their season's kind of on the precipice, those three veterans who've played together for nine years. Come through and make plays against Oklahoma City. Russell makes some shots and we miss, and that's the inevitability. That's why you play eleven games, ten of which you're favored. You're not going to go. You're not going to go eleven. No, it doesn't work that way. On one night, you're going to go five of twenty-one from three, which is what the Jazz did against Oklahoma City, and then you lose by a possession uh, in that game, ninety-seven, ninety-five. Those are two painful. It would be nice to have one of those back. There's no question, uh, but the Jazz have kind of done. It's pretty good, right? It, nine and two would have been better. Eight and three is really good. Like, I don't want to – and then you steal the Cleveland game uh, along the way. And so I'm not – you know, I, I think it's okay. Like, great. We're actually really good. I think the first thing we learned out of that is we're really good. We're winning these games we need to win. And Saturday against Charlotte was another example of where – I thought we were dead to rights that third quarter. And the third quarter was just so bad. And I, I was – side myself frustrated. I thought we were dead to rights. And then these guys just clutch it up. Twelve minutes in the fourth quarter for Rudy, Gordon, George, and Joe. And the Jazz begin to play more and more with with Joe and Rudy uh together on the floor. And it, it's it's the combination that is working uh very well for the Jazz. And that but that win that these are good team wins. You know, they're not they're, we're not dominant, right? We're not running somebody off the floor in the first twenty in the first twenty minutes a game like the Warriors have on a lot of occasions, like the Spurs have. That's not—I don't think—that's who we are, or who we ever expected to be. Instead, what you're getting right now is a team that's—it's really—it's better. It—it it, it makes the key plays to win the game down at the stretch and every kind of play it needs to—it needs to make. There weren't a lot. There wasn't a lot of, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of leeway of. Having a a mistake or two in that game against Charlotte, they defended, uh, executed the game plan very well, made a a bunch of key plays late. Uh, Joe Johnson continues to be crazily clutch uh, for the Jazz, and then the two stars are just great right now. I mean, they are just great. There's it's it's almost impossible to talk about it in any other way. The Gordon was so good, and so was Rudy. Uh, the other night, uh, I Joe Johnson playing at the four is is getting interesting. Uh, when Rudy Gobert and I've done it with Rudy, I haven't. I'll, I can look at it again with with Derek in a minute. So when Rudy Gobert and Joe Johnson are on the floor, uh, it's they've played two hundred and thirty six minutes without another power forward. So no Boris, no Derek, no Trey Lyles. Uh, two hundred and thirty six minutes. Gordon's been on the floor for 186 of those. Joe Ingles has been on the floor actually for 133 of those. Rodney Hood for 106 and George Hill for 99. Uh, George Hill is killing it in those circumstances, as is Joe Ingles. The, the, the extra guy left open uh, really becomes quite something. Dante's actually played 77 minutes in that lineup and, and played well. The offense is a 121 per 100 possessions. 121 per 100 possessions the defense is a 100 pretty pretty big find there so the offense is a 121 per 100 possessions according to NBA wowie and the defense is a 100 that's over 236 minutes Four hundred and fifty possessions, so not a huge sample size, but it's pretty darn good. Defenses are shoot, or opposing teams are shooting an effective field goal percentage of forty four point six, which is really low. League average is about fifty one now, and we're shooting fifty six percent effective field goal percentage. Not, I'm not entirely sure all of that um, is sustainable, but it's worth kind of. Uh, grabbing. Now, if I were to switch those, I haven't done this, so we're doing this live together, and I were to take Rudy off the floor, and the question is, is this working for Derek, too? Now, Joe Johnson can't play every minute, but it would allow you to understand a little bit. I don't know how much this group has played. So, no Boris, no Trey Lyles, no Rudy Gobert. Derek favors with Joe Johnson. They have played uh, 41 minutes together and 81 possessions, so much less. The offense is a 123, which is actually better than 124, actually, which is better, and the defense is a 130, actually a 131. So interesting is that when Gobert, when this has been very much the story to me of the season for the Jazz, which is can Gobert or can Favors play the center defensively? And in this case, the answer seems to be no. Um, offensively, that lineup is great. Now, that lineup has only played 21 minutes with Gordon Hayward, who's terrific. He's been great with that group on the floor, and has only played 20 minutes, or only eight minutes with George Hill. So that's just not a lineup that's been out there a great deal. So there might there's a lot of other noise that's probably going on there. In fact, in those 40, it's only 41 minutes, so it's really laughable to make any analysis of it. But the point guard has been Shelvin Mack for... 14 minutes. Neto for 11. George Hill for 8. And Dante Exum for 10. Um. So pretty much, uh, impossible. I mean, I can try to I could pull each of those, but such a small sample size, it's irrelevant, frankly, uh, to look at. Uh, So I'm not sure. I don't think that's telling us much of anything. So we still probably don't know the answer on that. But we do know that Joe Johnson. at the the four with Rudy Gobert has become, you know, really pretty fabulous for the Jazz. uh, And a lineup I think we'll see more and more. The other one that jumps out here is Joe Johnson with rest. So the last two games, Joe Johnson's been brilliant, and we played Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. And I think what we're discovering is if you give Joe Johnson rest, Joe Johnson is a completely different player. And the numbers back it up. If he has, and I'll I'll walk you, if he has more than one day's rest, which he'll have in almost every playoff game, he has been uh, considerably better for the Jazz this year uh, than he has been. This is Joe returning, by the way, to Atlanta tonight, uh, where he played from 2005 till 2012. So kind of a fun night for Joe. A lot of our guys. Shelvin played here. Joe's got ties here. Rodney's got people here. Derek from here. Uh, Atlanta is just a hub for NBA players. It is a, uh, they love it here. Players love this city. It's always been interesting that they haven't been able to draw the free agencies, uh, free agency as people had anticipated Uh, with the way players love to play here. Maybe just because the organization was bad. Maybe players knew um, about the flaws in the organization. Who knows? Uh, But Joe Johnson in games with, Uh, No no rest is shooting 42%. He is shooting 46 from three. So his effective field goal percentage is pretty good in those. One day rest, he's shooting 39% and 31 from three. Okay. Now, go to two days rest, which has happened for seven games. He's shooting 46%, 48% from three. Three days rest, 56% and 44% from three. And then the one day rest, which is the opening game of the season when he dropped 29 on Portland. He was brilliant. Uh, But so you get in the 12 games in which he has had more than a day's rest this year, he's killing it. And that is vital for the Jazz in the playoffs because almost, now we could get a, you know, we're not going to be a high TV uh, group unless we're playing the Clippers, but we very well could get that Saturday-Monday break. But if we can go get that Saturday-Tuesday or that um, you know, maybe Saturday, even Saturday, Wednesday uh, break, you suddenly get a, a completely different Joe Johnson. The total numbers on it, shooting-wise, by the way, um, are 55 of 96 shooting. Uh, 90, excuse me, 55 of 102 shooting. For Joe Johnson, so over you know nearly fifty percent, and the three point shooting is seventeen of thirty four, fifty percent, with more than one day's rest. It's kind of awesome. And so watch, let's watch that. We we probably have not another day for the rest of the year with more than one day rest. So you know, do you suddenly? The other thing is you know, with the coaching staff aware of this, do does Joe? Do you take uh? You take Joe and give him extra rest so that you can always get that two days, right? So for example, you could decide he plays tonight, he doesn't play uh, in New Orleans, which is an important win, but then he's got two days' rest for Dallas. Uh, I don't know how much you'd really how far you want to go with that, but it's, it's worth a thought. Uh, today's show is brought to you as part by Blue Apron, who is uh, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, Their mission is to make home cooking accessible to everyone, and they have done that, and they've done that in a really fun manner. So they've partnered with over 150 local farms and fisheries and ranches across the country. Uh, The seafood is sourced sustainably from, uh, under standards developed with the Monterey Bay Aquarium, so you know you're getting the best, freshest food imaginable. And then you're getting creative, fun menus, uh, whether it's an Udon soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs, whether it's a roast pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. Uh, it's creative. It's probably things you wouldn't put together otherwise. It's affordable because it's less than $10 per person per meal as, their delivery, uh, as they deliver those things. They have great variety. They're flexible, so you can build your own meals, and they're easy. Uh, step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipes, pre-portioned ingredients so you don't have any waste, and they can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. You can do it as a family activity. You can make it as a fun way for you to be able to cook uh, and bring your family better meals. And Otherwise, you can have the kids get involved with it, and Blue Apron's Freshness Guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. The promo code for you is blueapron.com slash L O C K Jazz, and you check out this menu and you'll get your first three meals for free that's lock l-o-c-k jazz j-a-z-z blueapron.com slash lock l-o-c-k j-a-z-z you will love how good it feels and tastes to have an incredibly home-cooked meal and have a little oomph what you put together courtesy of blue apron well, the NBA took uh, – a bunch of things took place over the weekend that I wanted to touch on with you today. Uh, first off, Zach Levine out for the year with a torn ACL. And it's it's the Dante experience for Minnesota now, and it's brutal. I mean, they have some decisions they have to make. They frankly have – Levine now on a, is on a two-year window uh, between which you can decide whether what kind of player he's coming back as. Uh uh, By the way, Dante uh, did play well the other night. I have consciously decided that I'm just not doing Dante updates every day. Uh, Let's see. um, uh, Let's see what he's... Sorry, I just got a text from Brent Barry. I didn't realize he was in town. Uh, Let's see what he has to... Um, do over time, but there's some good signs here. Let's go post-Also break, let him really kind of let, get his legs under him, and then we can we can go back to psychoanalyzing Dante every five seconds. Uh, but, you know, it's just a huge blow for Minnesota. It's a blow this year because I think it probably takes them out of the playoff picture, uh, which they were scrambling for. Uh, it's a blow because it makes it very difficult for them to make a bunch of decisions in the process. So, uh, uh, it, ugh, boom. Uh, Dallas, by the way, has moved within two games of Denver and may make the playoffs. Portland with another loss last night. At some point, Portland has to start winning games if they're going to be a playoff contender. They're 22-30. and 30. Denver's 22-28. and 28. They just don't defend. Dallas is the one playing best. They've won four and a low. Jazz overtime win against Dallas is far more impressive today than it looked at the time. And I just don't... Sacramento got the nice win over Golden State, but I think this has become a Dallas-Denver race for eight, which is remarkable. Uh, Oklahoma city just pulled off another, I don't know how they keep winning. It's just a tribute to Russ and probably they have some other players that are better, uh, than you realize the jazz are sitting in fourth. The Clippers have lost two in a row. We talked about this a lot, but I wanted to review it. So I, without Chris Paul, they had a two part stretch of their schedule that I said, you know, they had to try to win some of those games early, um, because then they hit a brutal stretch, and after they played Phoenix on the first, they just don't have a lot of wins. They play at Golden. They played Golden State, lost. They played at Boston last night. They play at Toronto tonight, who's not playing well. They come back to play at New York, which they really have got to win. They go to Charlotte, who's not playing well. They have to win, and then they come to Utah on the fifth game of that trip. Uh, th- th- those that Nick, these next three for them: Toronto, New York, Charlotte. If they can find a way to win one or two, would be big. They then play Atlanta at home before the break, and then they should get Chris Paul back shortly thereafter. But it doesn't get much easier after the break for them. Warriors, Spurs, Hornets, Rockets, Bucks, Bulls, Celtics into March. Uh, and, you know, they were 22-8. and eight. They've obviously been crippled by injuries. Since then, they are 9-12. and 12, And that includes a seven-game win streak. Jazz are a game ahead of them. And this is where this stretch for Utah becomes mammoth. And that's where I want to wrap up today's show. Six games here. And I I, I don't usually try to put games in a package like this. But I, this is this is vital. And the Jazz play Atlanta, who's really good. And the Jazz, I think, would be expected to lose. Uh, then they play... New Orleans, who can beat them, but they could be... Then they play at Dallas on the back end of a back-to-back, which would be awfully tough, and they're playing great. Home against Boston, who's really good. The Clippers on the back end of that road trip, you just have to win, and Portland. Uh, the and, and so that's... This stretch, can you win five of them? Do you win four of them? Do you go three and three? Frankly, three and three would be... It, would be kind of I, I, I would say is would actually be understandable and mundane. Um, tonight, according to 538, we only have a 48% chance of winning. In New Orleans, we have a 62%. In Dallas, we're expected to lose. So that's 1-3. We come back to play Boston on the 11th. We're expected to win. We'll be expected to beat the Clippers. And we'll be expected to beat Portland on the 15th. So that five hundred thirty eight if we win our home games has us at four and two can we go two and one on this road trip and get those to be th- five and one that would be big. This is a key stretch to who we are in the season and where we stand. Thirty minutes of me babbling in the books that is locked on jazz, part of the locked on podcast network. Thank you very much for leaving us review and five stars. Jamalto and Dan Spence are giving you global security. Give him a call at 801-540-3024. four zero thirty twenty four that 's eight 801- o one 5403024 and Blue Apron with the promo code LOCK, L O C K Jazz. You get your first three meals for free. That is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.